This week in league, Carl Webb does his best George Burgess impersonation and not just by being a massive cock. Will Josh Dugan get Freddie's face tattooed on his inner thigh after taking out the Brad Fittler medal? Edo Nabuli gives up plans to become an NRL player in favour of an easier goal, playing for the Wallabies. And we preview all of the action for week two of the finals. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 206 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Welcome to all our listeners. Thanks for stopping by. Love you new and old listeners. Um, love you all a long time. Got to say, first thing though, congratulations, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. <laughs> and then you can say, what, what for? Oh, sorry. What for, Nathan? 200 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it'd be about, at least I think, I don't know, I'm just guessing. Oh, I don't know, probably still got one to go, haven't I? Sam did a couple, Doug did a couple, Kate did a couple, Doug did one, Jared did one, sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> look, and I appreciate all their efforts, cheap yeah. imitations as they were. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this week's episode brought to you by audible.com, get a free audio book download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. <laughs> There's fucking so many titles. It there's, still sounds like Audible Troll. There's so many. There's so many to choose from. Fucking just get in there and uh, no cost. That's the best thing. Oh. I fucking jumped in there. There's nothing it. better than that. I jumped in there. And well, unless that, you know, unless a hooker was saying that to you. But yeah, but you've got to be suspicious of like a hooker that's not charging you. I maybe mean, that she just thinks you're a nice person. Maybe she's got real proper feelings for you. Yeah, but I mean, maybe I don't want to be like. Maybe Izzy. you don't realise she's a hooker at the time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'd be down with maybe fucking... maybe I speak from personal experience and it's a little bit little bit still fresh in my yes, mind. Yes, as much as I would have liked to, as much as I would like to uh, have wrapped on straight out of Compton, I'd rather not die of AIDS just quietly. Yeah, so cool. if I was to go down that road, actually, it's just like paying. Like I just don't get that. No, paying for paying for anything. You know, I like like paying for photos with celebrities at conventions and stuff. Paying yeah. for sex with hookers. Just fucking no. You like your sex with hookers to be free, Nathan. Well, no, I just you, you like them to pay you. Like, yeah, why? Why fucking? You like people to pay you as a celebrity to yeah. get their photo taken with you. Surely you would never charge someone. What a rip off that would be. Seriously, fucking oath. What a fucking rip off. Dead set. That's why you don't meet. You know, we've we've been into the don't meet your heroes thing so many fucking times. But um, yeah, especially when they're oh, How adept would you have to be at sucking your own dick to charge someone to take a photo with you? The thing is, you want it like if it's a, if anyone that I'd want to get a photo with would be someone that like the photo. A photo is just a new autograph. It's just proof that you met the person. You know, you show your fucking friends or whatever. But there's very few people that I, I would say I, I want to have my photo taken with. Right, one would be Joe Rogan. One yeah. would be Adam Duritz. Adam Duritz doesn't really like fucking doesn't yeah. really do too many photos, but he doesn't charge for them. And pretty sure Joe but he'd Rogan, charge for him if you like got to be the fucking. You know, got to have the VIP packaged front row counting crows thing backstage, hug and tug, like you know, oh, before the show. That's a whole experience, mate. Yeah, but I mean, you're sort of paying for it. You know, the, I mean, if you ran into oh, look, the street, I see, I see the bow that you're drawing, and it's 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 not essentially long, but yeah. if you, uh, you you can go to sound checks and stuff like that. Okay. And and you know, concerts they stay back and do photos and fucking yeah. a yeah. lot of the time. 
And Joe Rogan, you get a photo and he just starts fucking talking about fucking Gobekli Tepe and fucking aliens and fucking shit. Fucking oath. I, I would... <laughs> I mean, fuck, he can talk about whoever he wants. I'll just stand around <laughs> just fucking, yep, I agree, Joe. <laughs> like, get some fucking get Joey Diaz in here. Need to be entertained, Joe. Really? <laughs> yeah. He anti-Rogan now? No, I'm not anti-Rogan, but it's... Come on, son. He's just the same every fucking time, though. He's How always the same. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? All I'm saying is, he's fucking shtick. He needs to mix it up a little bit. It's about the guests. It's like, not I a shtick, it's just I don't him. Listen, I, don't listen to, I don't listen to every Rogan anymore. Oh. I have to, I wait for them to come down the pipe, and then I go, oh, this one's with Ronda Rousey and fucking Edmund? Okay, that's interesting, because I want to hear Ronda Rousey and what Edmund's got to say. Oh, this one's got, you know, like fucking Warmaster or someone like that. Fuck, I want to hear what, I want to hear what fucking, I love Barney, I want to hear what he's got to say. Or like Brian Callan, fuck him, he's useless, I'm not going to listen to that shit. Joe Diaz, boom, on there. Some fucking chick that, like the fucking news chick that was on the Russia thing, like, yeah, no, I need to hear your shit again, you've been on three times, lady. You got nothing new for me. Some fucking dude about, you know, talking about, like, you know. Fuck, you sold me on the ayahuasca fucking thing. I'll do it one day when I fucking get the money and the time. You got the money. Don't fucking... You don't got the time. I don't got the fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking preach me about not having the money. You got the the money. You don't have the time, son. (laughs) Maybe that's why you need to do ayahuasca. Yeah, Maybe. To try to slow time down, a bit more into my days. Just <laughs> realise what life's all about. I'd yeah. be too fucking scared to do ayahuasca. Can oh, you imagine really? the shit I'd see? So the shit that's delving deep in my fucking so? inner the inner cavities of my mind. Still, why wouldn't you? Though? The shit that actually comes out my mouth is fucking appalling enough. Imagine what's tucked back there. Yeah, why wouldn't? Why, I was like, I'd be down for whatever. You you, you haven't seen my dreams, Nathan. No, but fucking, I'm just, I'm just down to fucking try all that shit, essentially, and just you know, you, you know. I'll be one of those people that freaks out and fucking gets nude and fucking starts just, just rampaging the through the forest. You're in the forest. Who cares? A little jungle, rather. You're in fucking. What's the difference between jungle and forest? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to ask Joe Rogan. Maybe I need to ask a horticulturalist. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you just need to go to Google.com. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I just need to shut up and take some ayahuasca. Readable, maybe, we, maybe we should. Hey, audibletrial.com. <laughs> fucking, um, speaking of no time, I had some fucking wins today, and finally, people on Twitter will know this, but finally, fucking getting this whole uh, selling the fucking uh, pop vinyls thing going. So, dollshop.com. Yeah, so basically. I will sell I will be selling them straight up like that but I'm I'm actually working on something bigger and um and more unique that's definitely not been done in Australia and not really been done in the world. Now and, uh, how do we how do we go about um getting this week in league pop culture dolls? Surely we can make this happen. Customize shit. Look, they sell they well they sell they, they actually sell like blanks. Like if you like, you know, if there is a community of like DIY people out there who make their own custom fucking this, and they like they're like white, and they're like a you know like there's a male shape one and a female shape one, and you can and you can just fucking paint them, do what you want with them. Can you move your chair away from the blinds because it's it's really it's hard to focus. Freaking you out, is it? I'm looking at you, and the blinds are moving, and I feel like I'm going to pass out. (laughs) Maybe that ayahuasca I put in your your, uh, Coke Zero. Yeah, you say ayahuasca, you mean (laughs) Rohypnol. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Camille, <laughs> um, I don't get it. Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> but 
so yeah, I, I'm uh, working on something, but now now I've got all the approvals and everything I need. Um, very painful process, and um, was denied uh, on occasion as well. But managed to uh, convince people that I'm for real, so um, it's all happening. So what's going to happen is I'm probably going to do like soft launch sort of like pilot stuff to get processes right and just to make sure everything's running smoothly and everything for select people. So if you want to get on board with that kind of thing and just keep in, in touch with it in general, fucking uh, go to popbot.com.au -O and there's a form there to um, just uh, sign up to the email list so that I can uh, let you know when things are happening and things will be happening pretty soon with that. And um, yeah, go follow Hello Popbot on Twitter. And uh, and Facebook as well on every social media platform. Actually, there's fuck all there. I mean, this is something on the Twitter, but it's all starting to gear up now. I wasn't I wasn't kind of investing too heavily in it time wise until I got some a couple of approvals that I was waiting on, and they both happened um, this morning. So it's all systems go as of fucking right now. And final shout out though at the start of the show, Mitch the Geo, fucking legend, flew over to San Francisco to watch Jared Haynes' first game, and um, sent us pictures throughout the day of the of the occasion so um fucking highlight of my day yeah seeing his pictures and he's outside and then he was up in the fucking rafters looking down at the you know at the field he's there in a this week in league in cap. this week in league cap yeah i fucking love that man wasn't as much this week in league merch there as there was Parramatta eels merch you see the photo he said like yeah. Parramatta eels fans just can't let go and it was funny when you're just taking a picture down at the crowd and you can just see the eels jerseys in there yeah in yeah. In, in what is like you know Tens and tens and tens of thousands exactly. of people in that stadium. Stand out like dogs balls. But, um, you know, congrats to Jared Hayne as well. He had a rough start, but, you know, solid solid finish and, and contributed in uh, a couple of areas. So he's proven he's very useful in terms of, you know, he's got a lot of utility value, like Kirk Gidley, except not shit. Or Tim Moulton. Except not shit. Well, he did sh his start was a bit Moulton-esque. As much as I hate to say it about the man, I'm his biggest fan. Had to touch the Pomeroy's. <laughs> I think I said on Twitter it was I mean it was it was shades of Justin Hodges' origin debut to start with, but he fucking the coach had faith in him and put him on, out in the field for the you know the very next punt return and and uh, the ball went they, they kicked it out so he didn't have to get but it was good like he threw him in there straight back in there and then proceeded to use him you know for running and and uh, you know taking some receptions as well so and he did very well put a nice fucking move on too he did. To, he's got his footwork he's leaving them clutching it air they don't know what to do with him yeah. He's bringing some footwork to, to the game. They ain't never they seen, seen before. Exactly. Um, I must admit, I have, I've dubbed a uh, one of my colleagues at work, who's a fantastic human being, fantastic, uh, but can make a fuck up. I've started calling him Dick Fingers, and people are lapping it up. So and when he fucks up, it's actually dropping stuff. No, it's just oh, okay. fucking. He just gets too much on his plate at yeah, once, yeah. and fucking. Loses Shit it. falls off. Yeah. <laughs> but people have never heard dick fingers before and they're loving it. He has dick fingers going. Oh, have you spoken of dick fingers today? <laughs> Glenn, you're hilarious. That thing you made up is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't take credit for it at all. I don't take credit for it at all. But it's amazing how sheltered some people live. Indeed. Let's talk about football, sort of. Saguna sent us a tweet. Saguna. Said, hey, fellas, is there a particular NFL player you'd like to see play in the rugby league world? I can think of two. At the end of the day, there's a lot of them that will translate well just because they're fine athletes, but I would like to see my boy fucking Julio Jones. Can you imagine like, the fucking passes that he can take? Can you imagine the fucking putting him under bombs and stuff like mm. that? Just unstoppable. Um, and hands and just and the leap. 
And I would, after watching Hard Knocks, I would just love to see fucking JJ Watt. And we, I think we, we probably mentioned him in past episodes when we were talking about Hayne. I would love to see that fucking dude. He would be. I think I was talking to people on Twitter about it. Like literally within six months, he would become the best forward in rugby league. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like there's, there's just from athletic ability, just athletic and ability work ethic. and work ethic. I mean, like on the Hard Knocks, like the work ethic of that fucking guy, like the extra reps and everything he puts in. Just to fucking be like you know, the 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 guy he is, it's just it's just amazing, and I don't think there'd be anybody that works that hard in rugby league. Mm. Um, honestly, I don't. And he's what six foot fucking six or something. Yeah, I mean, like he's a decently, you know, he's like you know, he's Captain America, and he? so yeah, you know, he's you know square jawed fucking you know buffed up, but motherfucker works his ass off too. Sure. So um, they'd be my the ones I would nominate. Imagine that fucking dude from the Forty Nineers fucking in rugby league, Jared Hayne. Imagine how he'd go. <laughs> I think he'd translate really well. Uh, what about guys like defensive guys like um, Sherman, Richard Sherman, guys like that? Yeah, I, where I would don't see you what. know? Would he defensively, as a winger or a centre, defensively he'd have in to the be air? Like, he'd have to be like a winger, and it'd be, it'd be. I reckon guys like that would can, would would translate the same as as like a wide receiver probably would because mm. their job also is is catching you know the ball. Sure. So. You know, catching bombs and stuff. So I'd say so. Imagine his his attitude though. He'd be so fucking. He'd be so offside with the media down here. Oh, universally like, fucking despised. There's no, there's no one like that here, in rugby league. No, there's. No- oh, he fucking old mate from Newcastle's the closest thing. <laughs> but he he does some dumb shit on the field, yeah, and yeah. but it's not like, as far as guys that give like spectacularly fucking ignorant we and demand, arrogant. We demand humble. Yeah, you know, you know, we demand humility from players. I think as, as a media, and um, you he would just be reviled, walking, going, "I'm the fucking, you know, you know, the best piss on this guy, piss on that guy, fucking <laughs> <laughs> name an opponent for next week." <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Could you imagine? But um, yeah, and then Vince Wilfork, he'd be like the Sam Cassiano sort of mold. He's got about fucking ten minutes in him, I'd say. Probably ten minutes of destruction. The most unathletic looking guy I've ever seen. And Seventy in, minutes of in my wheezing. Life. <laughs> He makes he makes George he makes George Rose look like JJ Watt. <laughs> he's funny. He's a funny fucking dude. Uh, likes his barbecue. Um, Matthew Jordan Rankin, really West Tigers. I thought the pain was over when we stopped playing. Uncle, please, Uncle, mercy. <laughs> so yeah, look, replacing just... Tim Moulton with Jordan Rankin. That's a sideways just... fucking shift of a person. I said before. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, that I've never wanted a rugby league season to finish quite as badly as, as this this one is, uh, as I do this one. <laughs> but the season's over, and I still want it to end. <laughs> Just fucking hell! What the fuck are you gonna do now? Um, Warriors suck balls. Yes, they do. Um, they do. Just a statement. Mate. He's changed his um, display name now to um, sticking to the abs, and, he's, uh, <laughs> and he sends a tweet. I uh, said, "My season is done." See you in 2016. Thanks for the laughs and insights. This year fucking sucked as a Warriors supporter. Amen. <laughs> you had some good times for like, you know, what, two thirds of it, maybe? And maybe as far through as three quarters. You had pretty good, you know, you had some good times. Yeah, just don't jump off now, shit, fan. Um, <laughs> uh, TWB underscore NRL. How has Mortimer been selected for the PM13 side? He's not a rep player's ass. I wouldn't pick him for the house with no steps team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the man's got a point, but geez, that's harsh. Yeah, I mean, but where where does fucking where does, where does Mortimer come from? I mean, is this Malcolm Turnbull's pick? 
I mean, if it's Tony Abbott's pick, then fucking thank God Malcolm Turnbull stepped in. But if it's Malcolm Turnbull's pick, <laughs> mate, you should, you, you, what you're showing me is that you, you, you're unqualified. Another spill. We need another spill. <laughs> another spill, exactly. Um, once again, imagine if your political leader was picked by their ability to uh, to nominate quality rugby league players. Yeah, yeah. Fucking vote one, Blakely. <laughs> once again, eighty five. Again, this yeah. guy. How much? How many mentions? He's uh, fucking yeah. He's, he's gonna, yeah, he throws him in there, but I mean, it's it. He actually the the great thing about Saguna, I fucking love. He's Saguna. nothing. I love what Saguna. Else? I fucking love Saguna. I just want to say I love I love the guy. Fucking love him. Oh, what He's are you in the market special. for? Some electrical cabling? Fucking. Or has he placed an order for a bunch of dolls? What? You know, I've, I've, I've built this house. I mean, it's all actually wired. You know, in the walls and everything. So I don't. I don't actually need to partake of his products. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to let him feel loved. I fucking love the guy because today he sent us a bunch of tweets. Didn't really have emojis in them. That's a good thing. And secondly, reminding me of stuff that happened through the week that I'd actually forgotten to mention on the show because I hadn't like favourited at the time or whatever. And one of those is this. I'm not sure if you guys have heard this one, but Daniel Vito's been offered a tryout to join WWE. Has Vito the Destroyer. He's got the look. He has. We're talking, we're talking with some other people on Twitter over the, over the weekend when that news was coming out. and um, They're trying to replicate The Rock. He's got the look of the... Like, I'll say he could be like The Rock's son. And they call him The Drop or something. Yeah, like... <laughs> The pebble, <laughs> but um, the yeah. stone could be the, could be the rock, like the rock's illegitimate special son or something, and you have like you know you play like I don't know like a mankind kind of role, um, except like Polynesian, like mankind except Polynesian. There you go, Vince. That's my pitch to you. <laughs> right, he and Rock could be like tag team, and, and the Rock would you know sling an an opponent. In Daniel's direction, and Daniel would drop him. Yeah, and he's there, and he's, dro- he's there, and he just gets dropped. Yeah, and he just drops it, and like you know, he um he, he goes to fall on the pin, and he and he, he misses. He doesn't land on top of the person, knocks himself out, and then the other guy, and the other guy, kind of like this is like oh, like half dead as they are. And he's like oh, and he just puts it, you know, gets one arm over him for the pin to lose it for the rock, and he's uh and his special Polynesian son, um, <laughs> Trent Slats, people calling hash Libspill the greatest night for Twitter, as if. Hash NRL Chapo Delta's mum never even happened. <laughs> that was fucking good times though. If you weren't around for uh, for Chapo versus Delta's mum, you missed out. That fucking gronky child. Um, at MJ Eagle twenty three, watching this final series made it official for me. Manly took the year off because it would have been easy. Another forty nil would be boring. Word. I'm always I'm always prepared to call this the fucking finals asterisk because there's been some fucking mud sides and mud performances and just. Oh. I'm hoping, not for a lot this weekend, but next weekend, I think we're going to get some finals footy. I mean, we had some good, we had some like some close games that were exciting by virtue of their closeness, mm. but very little in the way of amazing fucking talented football. If you know what I mean. But I am expecting once we can just fucking sift through this chaff a little bit this weekend, should get rid of the last of it, and then we'll have some uh, four fucking solid sides ready to put on some good footy. Cobra Burgers at Cobra Burgers excited to finally catch some NRL finals footy action after how many years this is another level altogether of course uh, Cobra Burgers is the uh, the guy that was um, in chronic suspension and was recently defrosted don't you remember Cobra Burgers 
No. He had the story, like, you know, like Indonesia and PNG and remember? Like about a month ago? You are like a fucking goldfish with your memory, aren't you? Well, no, it's my job to have a, it's my job to have a fantastic memory. (laughs) So you fucking Fairly shit at my job. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Benso. Thanks for the spray, Nate. Lucky I didn't hear it till days after the match. If it was right at full time, I may not have made it. Sorry, mate. You're not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry at all. You're a Paramount fan. Get it. At Ryan Finance. Shook Glenn's hand. Life complete. Let me let me give you a rundown. I um I was walking through the concourse of Sun, Suncorp Stadium. Well, Where the Wally Wanker statue is? No, no, like the inside of the oh, stadium. Okay. All right. And it was getting somewhat towards game time. <coughs> yep. Uh, fucking packed. Yep. Like, walking around. I look up. Who do I see? Inspirational motherfucker. He's wearing a beanie. Don't know that it was beanie weather. Maybe it was just, maybe. Well, I didn't have a beanie on. I'm just as bald as that guy. Yeah, I mean, guess. he's a bit of a pussy. Yeah. But... Spotted him in the crowd. Realised it took me a couple of steps to. Uh, oh, so, so to it wasn't register. like. So it wasn't like. He wasn't. He wasn't like. Oh, Glenn! Oh my God! It's no, no. Glenn. I, I spotted him and uh, I called out. I was like, Ryan, and he's fucking like freaked up straight. Like who the fuck knows me? And he's amazing group of people. And his mate turned around. I think it was his bodyguard because he's a fucking celebrity now. Um, in light of the the troubles that Jared, the subway guys, had, uh, I think Ryan's <laughs> taken over his mantle. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the he, marketing sandwiches mantle, of course, you mean? We yeah yeah. I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't think he's partaking in Jared's uh, extra extracurricular activities. Let's let's put it that way. But um, yeah, he's a nice guy. Shook his hand. Quick chat. Um, Admired his svelte physique and uh, sent him on his way. You know, Gave him a little pat on the tushy and away we went. Then, uh, yeah, fuck off back to the common people. <laughs> <laughs> Made sure, you know, we just rubbed shoulders as, as I walked off. It was like, there you go, there's your little treat for tonight, son. <laughs> hey, you fucking mate, what, was it year or life? Life. Made life, life complete. There you go, you made his life. He's a man that's lost fucking 600 kilos um, and has just been married. Yep. And shaking my fucking pudgy little digits <laughs> has made his life. I feel, I feel bad for him. <laughs> he's, he's lost perspective. <laughs> he's, he's lost perspective and 600 kilos. <laughs> Beer Boy 182. Nathan Ross was in the year below me at school until expelled in year nine. Of course he was. Was one metre tall and would do backflips off the first level into garden beds. ADHD in lair. Clearly hasn't grown out of it. I find that very hard to believe based on the current evidence. Mm. (laughs) Paul Mack underscore 78. Who is the oldest Tool Nation member slash listener? I'm 37. So am I. Yeah, I'm fucking not. But I'm not a listener. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. I mean, like, we've got... got, got, uh, How old are you this year? Uh, 41. Was already. Hard So, I'm fucking at school today. I was like... Talking about something, and he goes, I was talking about like, oh, you know, my age, you know, would remember this. And I think we're talking about Voltron or something. And this guy's gone, Your age? Fucking, I'm older than you are. How old do you think I am? Oh, fuck, early 30s. Thanks, mate. Wow. Yeah. Should have gone to Specsavers, that motherfucker. Just because I, I fucking act like I'm fucking 12. 
Yeah, kind that's of brings probably it, something brings to it. it down. I mean, you do you know, go you think, about your business with a distinct lack of maturity. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, perhaps you know, there's a couple of greys in the bin. I mean, maybe that would tip you off. I mean, I don't know. Clearly not. So you know, like if it, if it had to be one of the mothers, you like, yeah, whatever. You're just trying it on, like. <laughs> yeah. You're just milfing it up over yeah, here. Yeah. Come on, son. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to know. I mean, we get we do. Uh, I mentioned on Twitter at the time, but we do. Uh, as part of the Twillies, we have like a little bit of a demographic survey, just so we can get an idea for who people go for, and you know what the what the audience of the show is comprised of. And we get people every time that are like, you know, in like that over forty five, over fifty demographic. Mm. We couple, I mean, not many. It's a very small percentage of the of the listenership, but they are out there. So you know, if you're on Twitter, how old's De Niro? De Niro. He, he seems oh, like he's like fifties. Yeah, so he's fifty if he's a day. How does he drive for a living? that age surely do you have to have a yearly test or no I think it's just until you crash and then they go look look pops yeah maybe it's time to fucking put it away maybe uh get something done about the cataracts yep uh do you, do you know the most disturbing thing about our listener survey as far as the ages go that, the one that says you know under 12 the one was like 13, <laughs> 13 I'm like come on now I feel yeah. bad it's, it's it's basically the equivalent of when me and my brother were listening to Kevin Bloody Wilson at like age twelve and yes, <laughs> and mum having to buy straight out of Compton from Toomble Music because must admit been, I have been because um, we were under eighteen. Speaking of of you know young young folk, yeah, I uh, I've been bopping along to uh, Short Stacks album. <laughs> And uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't fit their uh, the general demographic of their fan base. I'm way too old. Um, but it's actually, uh, it's a good listen. Yeah. What I'm on, it peps me up on the way to work. Yeah. Um, takes a little bit longer for work to suck the life out of me after I've sh- been short stacking it on the way to work. When that happens, you throw on some fucking Tay-Tay and away you go. Do you like a bit of Tay-Tay? I will give you that. Yeah. It's fucking... Some catchy tunes on there. People, she's got a haters. If she grew an ass, she'd be fucking perfect too, just quietly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm going to shake that off now. Well, she did. That's, I think that's the problem. <laughs> would, you, would you go, She. what if she Nicki Minaj'd it? Yeah, well, no. Maybe not to that extent. No. No. You know, not that, not like that. Not that far. Oh, I mean, can't so be, can't be, Okay, so we'll she needs what? an ass. Oh, not that much ass. <laughs> I mean, can't we just get a fucking happy medium? <laughs> sure. Just, just all I'm saying is fucking do some I squats. I think you're being very chauvinistic. Taylor Swift, yeah. do some squats. Yeah. <laughs> Throw some deadlifts into your game and <laughs> some fucking squats, and you know, and give me a call. There's not too much to ask. I mean, you'll fuck all else to do with your time. I mean, you just fucking write some songs. And, you know. <laughs> write some songs and fucking, you know, record some albums and bank your money. Like, I mean, fuck, I mean, like, you know, she, she, you're going to tell me you don't have 15 minutes before a fucking concert to do fucking, like, you know, a couple of sets of fucking kettlebell swings or something. I mean, come on. <laughs> you're welcome, Taylor. The real sure Jedi. You're listening. Yeah, yeah, of course she is. Big fan. She feels like she's my best friend sometimes. The real Jedi. Over 205 eps, Glenn has called someone cockhead a total of 3,813 times and an average episode average of 18.6 times per ep. Hash real talk. That's some DJ explain shit right there. Yeah, M51 Avoid. I said, if you included, oh, this fuckhead, Glenn's montage would be seven hours. <laughs> like you'd remember anyway, you old cunt. 
at Alan Paul Walker, the the or was the de facto Luke Dorn fan club president. Definitely the best podcast available on iTunes Spain, bar not many. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, is there a mascot race at the NRL Grand Final? League needs world mascot final. Remember when they used to do the relay? Yeah, mascots, the relay in, mascots and mascots and Zorbs. Why Zorbs? Yeah. I just had to get it like a shunter element and do it. Oh, fucking hell. Hamburglers fucking snapping ankles and oh, this is you know, it'd be awesome if they had the mascots doing like a wipeout style course. Oh. You couldn't do that at half time because obviously there's pools and stuff, you know, like Jesus, it's far too involved. But maybe you could do it, you know, do, do it at the wipeout course in like Argentina, wherever it is, and then and then just beam it on the big screens. That's half time. that would be the most entertaining <laughs> thing ever. Watch me just get fucking pasted. I'd watch that, <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of that. I mean, be drunk anyway, but I mean, perfect drunk entertainment. I wouldn't remember watching it, but yeah, it's true. This year you'll be backing that up, I'm sure. Oh, I'll be I'll be my best behaviour. <laughs> As always. Mr. Underscore Wars. Glenn is a Broncos fan, using our to go along with his previous we <laughs> on this week in league this week. Listen, he's even timestamped the shit for everyone. One hour, fourteen minutes, five seconds. Look, at the end of the day, there are times on this show where I go into a trance like state shortly before fucking passing out and and hypnotised by, by your undefeated asterisk destiny. Not even. Song. I wish it was that. It's <laughs> fact that I fucking just about pass out from pure exhaustion. And um, there's there's been times where... There, I remember one time where I fucking trailed off on a mad fucking Michael Ennis related... Yeah, that was that, was that long ago either. That and was this year. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember what the fuck I was... The point I was trying to make and I went on and on... I was dead set asleep for three quarters of that yeah. that that little tirade. I Literally just, asleep with my eyes open. I was just trusting you were going to bring it back around. Yeah, oh, look, I love that you have faith in me, but you really need to stop me. I can throw Twisty in front of me or something that'll wake me up. Um, look, I, I can't I can't be any more clear. <laughs> I, I, the pain that I've endured for the West Tigers and and... Week by week, people have, have seen that and, and listened to it. It's just fucking... And then just, you've got the footy, fucking mate. audacity. It's just footy, mate. The audacity. Just fucking relax. It's just football. The audacity just, to say that I'm a Broncos fan. Oh, I, I don't... Sam has it. Yeah, I mean, Niro. Yeah. It, it's, there's a general type of person that Blanca says it. Is usually yeah, cunts. Yeah. Okay? Um, so they're all in that box. They're all petard <laughs> with that brush. And and rightfully they're, so. They're all what with that brush? Tard. Okay. So he says a petard, and I'm like, what's that? No. <laughs> no, you've just made up. It sounded like word. you just said they're all petard, and I'm like, huh? No, definitely not. I'm still awake. Wonder I'm still it. feeling the effects yeah. of my double shot flat white. <laughs> so I'm good for the moment. Fucking double speed, double shot flat white. So I fucking had one of those things, and I'm throwing it in the bin now, so I don't know what it's called, but it's like the coconut water with the coffee. Just shot. hang on a sec. Fucking hell. Is that what I think it is? Is that personal lubricant? No, it's actually like um some shit that came in like Turn a it show around. Bag. If it's his personal lubricant, I'm leaving. No. Slash gonna jerk off. Kids show bag. Some sort of sour shit. I notice you've ripped half the label off. Does that say personal lubricant on the piece of label that you ripped off? I don't know. How about I put some on my dick and I'll we'll see it. if it is mega sour you after taste all. It, you taste it. <laughs> it's fucking. It's like your signature brand, mega sour. Yeah, it is actually it should be. Um, yeah, but no, 
seed smooth though. Now um <laughs> <laughs> These fucking coconut waters at the coffee shop though. Fuck yeah, it. I gotta I, get I, I gotta I, get amongst it. I've never had fucking crack cocaine. But I would that, imagine oh, that being a bore oh. Come on. Look, I've tried a lot of things in my life. I've lived I've lived a fucking life. Lived. I've lived a full life in but, my forty one years. But not but not crack. <laughs> Yet. If anyone can get me some crack though, I'll try it because fuck I'm down for whatever. At least once. Now Mup twenty three. Didn't the season only end last week? These trials get earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> Hash player welfare. Fucking end the NRL season's gone. NFL season. Atlanta Falcons, 1-0. Beat the highly dick-rided side, the Philadelphia Eagles. How's that, Special K, Ryan Finance? And everyone else who goes for those motherfuckers. Great win. Flogged them too, 26-24. to <laughs> <laughs> Got an interception in the last fucking minute and a half to, to seal the victory. Fell over the line. Hey, a win is a win, especially when you're a Falcons fan. Um, <sighs> Just based on what we were talking about, this is- not going to make any sense to anyone listening to the show, but just while I think about it. Okay. The guy that fucking played Tupac in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. The fucking greatest casting ever. Yeah, he was, I mean, like, he was good. Like, he did the job. Like, he was, he, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't take you out of the movie. Like, like fucking the, the ridiculous Snoop casting. It was terrible. Took you out of it. But Tupac on was good. That's fucking brilliant. It wasn't as good as easy. Like, cause this is the thing. Ice Cube's kid was amazing as Ice Cube, but the motherfucker's got half the genes. Yeah. And, like, yeah, looks like him, and he's lived like with him. The kid yeah, yeah. that was easy had to fucking act. Yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. and I've seen, watched interviews on YouTube with, you know, people who, you know, from that time, and they're all saying, like, just, like, mannerisms, and that kid fucking nailed it, like, you know, nailed easy. So, yeah, there's very good casting for the, for the most part, except for Snoop. That was shit. Do better. Okay, um... <laughs> In this in the sequel, <laughs> uh, uh, highway underscore could not agree less. Either Don, <laughs> he could have picked up any bad slash racket sport and dominated best athlete in history. Any bat, well, yeah, any bat slash racket sport, well, best athlete in history that could play any bat slash racket sport. So, he could play football, couldn't go to the NFL like Jared Hayne. That's what we call checkmate, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Case closed, your honor. Hit the fucking highway, highway. Now, <laughs> my Saguda85. Uh, message for Shunter. Thanks for the shout-out, mate. And still, Nate and Glenn managed to turn it around and make me look like a cunt. I do well, not recall us making him look like a cunt. No, he does a good enough job himself. Exactly. Every day. Exactly. Of his fucking life. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Crying face, crying face, crying dancing face. Dancing girl, dancing girl, eggplant, <laughs> anus. <laughs> It's. I mean, they, if you if you have the, I say privilege because I'm trying to be nice to the bloke because we're showing Saguna love tonight. Yeah. Apparently. Well, no, I You've did. I precedent. did. You're not though. What? You've been fucking hammering him still. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fucking harder to show him love than I thought. <laughs> Fuck. But if you've got the, in air quotes, privilege, of um, interacting with Ian Saguna on social media multiple social media platforms and it's an experience it's a roller coaster ride of emojis but it's it's fucking hard he it, tweets his tweets read like Gilbert Gottfried's voice sounds I want to go through I don't have the time I don't have the inclination and I couldn't deal with 
So you don't want to go through? No, no, listen. I I, I just couldn't deal with the fucking stress and and the frustration. But I want to go through and take a snapshot of his timeline for like 100 tweets. And honestly, the ratio of tweets that were spelt correctly, articulated properly... Well, zero. I, I think it'd be fucking one. One in a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toto TV. Nate's Yoda impersonation is on point. How many times has he brought that out in the bedroom? <laughs> like, why are you doing your impersonations in the bedroom? What do you mean? You don't? I don't need to. <laughs> so, what, you, you just yourself in there. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking... You don't say anything. You this just is it. <laughs> Nick is off, bitch. <laughs> your panties. You know who I am. Your, your, your panties in decline. <laughs> get ready. Get. You know who I am. I'm Nathan Gillis. Get, get ready. Get ready. Get ready for for the penis of destiny. <laughs> it's come to defeat your asterisk. <laughs> Now, something that happened over the weekend was this fucking legendary Manly fan in the Broncos crowd, right in the middle of the flags and the rest of it in the Broncos crowd, found his way on the TV when the Broncos scored a try. And he was a husky gentleman with a beard, and everyone was like, is that Nate? He didn't, he didn't have a proper beard. I think he's just like, yeah, just had a stubble, sort of, I think. And, um, oh, so he's late. But the fact that I only just recently acquired a Daredevil jersey, Father's Day, in fact, 10 days ago or whatever. Now, <laughs> we, got, we got three screenshots to our Twitter. There was another couple went to our Facebook and about 10 went to me personally, <laughs> including some people um, who, I don't, I don't know if she listens to the show, but like Ella, Ella um, very, very into Manly, <laughs> lovely young lady. She literally was getting on Facebook and going, oh yeah, that's my friend. <laughs> that's my friend Nate, you know, because uh, yeah, she was, she was there in the, you know, the, the whole Fellini Matteo lookalike thing, <laughs> the Titans game. But um, yeah, no. And then I had to say no. It's no, seriously, it's not me. She's like, oh, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> so yeah, we had uh, Brian Davies, twelve. Um, he said, I'd like to think this was the Broncos loving Tigers fan. So there's a bit of confusion there. That happens from time to time. That happens. Like the like, oh, Nate's the one that's uh, you know like the Tigers fan. Or, yeah. You know, this and that was like, it's, it's sad. It's embarrassing. It's pretty hard. Oh, it's pretty hard to mix up, really. It's not like we're like punching out the same viewpoint for everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Aussie Jag also <laughs> thinking of Nathan uh, Ryan Finance Nate is this you no no I would have shaken your hand and made your life if it was me Facebook Dan Layton lost my shit at the blank CD course maybe that can be the prize for Gronk of the year that was <laughs> until where the fuck did that come from <laughs> until Nate's bedroom escapades of, of, of a minute ago <laughs> That was fucking some quality work. I was just trying to think of like something under 50 bucks you could buy at Harvey Norman it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, a stretch because they jack the prices up, Risby. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Norman in Pharrell. It's like Matt. fucking profiteering motherfucking dwarf out there. <laughs> Blank CD mafioso. Um, <laughs> Matty Boyle. He, said, uh, Riri, he, was, he asked us last week, you know, who should he support in the finals? Because, um, you know, given South, we're going to be out. You know, Gents, of course I need a dog in the fight. I'm hardly going to be listening to you two for your insight or comedy now, am I? LOL. No, listen to us for fucking, you know, life aspirations. 
Exactly. Fuck me dead. I mean, you need something else to look forward to. You're already punching way above your fucking weight. Someone's agreed to have sex with you to the point where you've actually fathered a child. I mean, your life doesn't end there, mate. You've got to keep looking up. <laughs> Dig up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Kelly. Oh my, just got home after working all weekend and find out that everyone's second favourite team, in quotes, have just been bundled out. Oh no, what is everyone going to do? Hash up, up, everyone. Who's everyone's second favourite team? He said it in quotes, so he's saying it's Souths. Oh, And like really? They are said to be everyone's second favourite team. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, like, of course, you know, that's actually, uh, you know, they're some people's first favourite team. Yeah, mostly bandwagoners, I would suggest. But um, second favourite team? If South is your second favourite team, please message us. Let us know. Because I actually think that's bullshit, to be honest. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, if South is your second favourite team, fucking lean into the wind, brother. Now... Lean, oh, I'm your best. Lean, lean into the bottle of metho, brother. <laughs> One of two. Now, um, the Stitcher thing. Uh, I think, touch wood, it's fixed. Uh, Upton for the rent last time said, "Look, fix your shit." Oh, it's not. Um, you know, it's not my fucking job to tell you cunts every week to, to update the show. I mean, this shit's happened. It's been happening automatically for fucking five years or however long we've been using Stitcher for. So just fucking sort your shit out, and they, you know. Said yes, they did sort their shit out, and so hopefully, those um, two people of you, two of you out there that are reliant on Stitcher, should be all good to go. Uh, but let us know anyway. Um, Run TMB got one of them left. Uh, Run DCE got one of them left. XL and um, the print. Now, as I said last week we were going to shut the print off on Sunday. Just gone. Had a couple of people say, "Look, you know, I get paid on this day or whatever." So actually, it's held open to Wednesday. So you'll be listening to this, you know, presumably. Wednesday morning so look I'll close it off at the end of Wednesday because um, one of those two people that wanted it they've already uh, put their order in so just waiting on the other one and once that's in pretty much shut it off and yeah can't wait to get those bad boys going and the uh, eat sleep hunt milf repeat shirt Broncos fans this is your absolute fucking last chance because really they're going pretty good the Broncos right the two players in question on that shirt going pretty good so I would think that if that shirt's ever going to get off, and it's so fucking close too, I think it only needs like nine or something to go. And even then, if I got like another five, I'd probably even kick it off just you know slightly before the end because you know it's that fucking close. So Broncos fans, if you've ordered one already, congratulations, you're a champion. If you haven't yet, you shit, but you can save yourself. You can be re- redemption is within your reach. But if your Broncos fan has ordered it and actually want this thing to happen, maybe grab grab another Broncos fan and um, you know put the hard sell on them, you know gun in the mouth, whatever your you know preferred me- method of coercion is, and uh, let's get this bad boy over the line because I want to you know the season's coming to an end. And I want to get all these orders and things done and posted out by the end of the season. So that would be grand. Please and thank you. News. First story. Fucking finals time. It's it's like origin time. Unless 
something actually happens out of the box there's very little news it's all like fucking you know human interest and how this fucking this fluffy guy, bullshit how this guy made his way to being three fucking games from a grand final and blah 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 so not interested in that shit frankly makes me sick unless it's some unless it's a player in my team that I like fair I mean, enough I, you know I don't care how fucking you know Joey Fuckhole whatever his name might be you know came from the bush and he's fucking you know house burned down and fucking cat left him and now he's fucking playing for Cronulla or something and he's like fucking you know well how he you know forged out a career at West Tigers and waned over three seasons and then signed with Cronulla <laughs> and, and prospering far more than the West Tigers over the last several seasons he had to turn it around well, that's I didn't just progress. I was trying to lay the slippers oh. into Cronulla's recruitment policy, and there you are. You have to turn it around onto the Tigers again. Guess their recruitment policy worked, though. That's all I was saying. It actually worked for him. New South Wales fullback Josh Dugan was last night named the winner of the Brad Fittler Medal, awarded to New South Wales best player in state of origin this year. It's some consolation for Dugan, who St George side was bundled out last weekend, and he is the tenth winner of the award. Who was uh presented at a glittering event at the Star last night as after Dugan polled the most votes from Blues teammates and New South Wales coaching staff. Laurie Daly said the coach, uh, Josh, was outstanding over the course of the series and fully deserves this prestigious award. He was our most consistent performer over the three games and I'm happy to see his efforts being recognised. Last year's winner, Jared Hayne, and uh, other awards, uh, Aaron Woods won the Daily Telegraph People's Choice Award and uh, Robbie Farrar. Yeah, I was going to say it's the only thing he did good all, all year was playing playing State of Origin. Then he's like, fucking, whoop. That's done. Dude. Autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> Except it wasn't autopilot. It was just cruise let, control and he just rolled yeah, to a stop. <laughs> just let me attach a stamp to this and I'll just mail it in for the rest of the year. <laughs> and uh, Robbie Farrow was presented with the True Blue Award for displaying qualities upon which the team culture is built. Robbie has a special kind of resilience and toughness, Dale. He said he played the majority of game one under duress. So they had like his family at gunpoint or something. And was an important member within the squad in the lead up to game three. Now, congratulations. Firstly, congratulations, Josh Dugan. It was a shit year for New South Wales. You fucking, you Bradbury'd your way home there. But it's a prestigious award. And, you know, given that you've recently said that you might want to have a go at the NFL... Well, the last winner was Jared Haynes, so maybe you're just following his footsteps and, you know, you're, you're a sure thing to, um, you know, unless you, get, unless you get a boil or something. But <laughs> this Robbie Farrah, look, I just want, to, just want to repeat these statements that Laurie Daly made. Displaying the qualities upon which team culture is built, Robbie has a special kind of resilience and toughness. Oh, I agree with Does that. Does that sound like someone who is damaging to team morale and club morale and a white ant, you know, slash whatever. No, it doesn't, Nathan. That so needs to be demoted that, to reserve grade next year. All that stuff you've been saying is clearly horseshit. So which one? The stuff I just said then or the stuff that JT's the been saying? The stuff you've always said about Robbie Farrow, Nathan. And I've, I think this is, you know... I, I said that Laurie he gets Daly the ball in the last possession. And that the rest of the coaching staff and, and players amongst the New South Wales State of Origin side have banded together and they've cooked you up a nice humble pie and served you up a big juicy slice of it and I look forward to watching <laughs> that humble pie and give Robbie Farrah his uh, his due I'll as, give him his due as Fuck a both. fucking hero of rugby league okay now here comes his due 
If he had passed the ball to Trent Hodkinson at the conclusion of game why one... Why are you going to bring up old shit? Because... Why the fuck didn't they have this awards like in the middle of the season when fucking State of Origin just finished? All I'm saying is if he had to pass the ball to fucking Trent Hodkinson and Hodkinson pots a winning field goal and New South Wales win the series 2-1 two, two, mm-hmm. and... Or Farrah maybe the guy that got the player of the... You and know, and Farrah, The medal for being New South Wales' best player actually kicked a fucking field goal when he was there wide open because everyone was running at the other bloke and Robbie Farrah quite selectively and, and showing true leadership skills <laughs> and fucking in a clutch moment passed it to the bloke that people weren't running at and was wide fucking open. Maybe if that guy that won the medal as New South Wales' best player could kick a fucking ball, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Maybe if, maybe, maybe if Robbie Farrah passed it to the correct player... He would get the prestigious clearing or charge down. Maybe he would have got the prize because he would have actually contributed to his fucking side in ways other than white anting and fucking whatever else that you get that award for. <laughs> oh, no, that's not an award. That's just the asshole from the West Tigers <laughs> award, which is kind of a prize, really, isn't it? I mean, it's almost like, you know, stamp your passport to get out of fucking, you know, a gulag or something. I don't know what that is. It's like the day they fucking ship you out of Siberia and, you know, you get to go to America. To live your dream. It's beautiful, Nathan. It is. It's inspirational stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The NRL is set to consider banning players from using their legs to bring opponents to the ground after St. George Illawarra halfback Benji Marshall became the third star injured in such a tackle by Canterbury forward Greg Eastwood. Eastwood was issued a concerning act notification by the NRL Match Review Committee for the 49th minute tackle which forced Marshall from the field of uh, last Saturday night's elimination final at ANZ Stadium and has jeopardised his chances of a recall of New Zealand team for the end of season tour to England. Marshall, who screamed, it's broken, as he fell awkwardly after Eastwood wrapped his left leg behind the Dragons playmaker's right knee before flipping him on his back, is now in a moon boot and will undergo scans on Wednesday to determine whether he needs surgery. Tackle was reminiscent of one by Eastwood that ended Penrith rookie Bryce Cartwright's 2014 season after suffering a broken ankle in round 21 of last year's competition, one that doctors feared may prevent him from playing again. Michael Gordon suffered a broken fibula in a similar tackle by Eastwood while playing for the Panthers in 2012. Eastwood's not the only player who uses the tactic, with South prop Thomas Burgess locking the leg of Bulldogs centre Tim Lafay between his legs and twisting him backwards during a Good Friday clash between the teams this year. Lafay came from the field and was sidelined for six weeks with a medial ligament tear. Fucking hell. Moses Umbai wrapped his leg behind George Rose as he was held by the Canterbury halfback and teammates Clemmer and Frit Pritchard uh, before being flipped on his back in a tackle some commentators compared with a jiu-jitsu throw. Probably more of a judo throw, but I get your point. Look, that's fairly fucking concerning. History of fucking... There's a pattern there, particularly in regards to Eastwood. But also teammates. And team, yeah, well, you know, can't bulldogs, dogs, dog acts. Wrestles. What's a dog do? They do things. You could say they do acts, dog acts. Path of the course, isn't it? How can they be? You know. Look, you'd hate to think that there's any intent in it, but it's where it comes from too. Because I mean, like Desi never coached that shit at Manly, like you know, like Bellamy style, you know, like mm. destructive tackles and you know using certain th- you know leverages, you know, that could cause injury, you know, to pin players and whatnot. There's some fairly serious injuries that is, have been inflicted by that style of tackle, and especially when they come to leg injuries and knee injuries and things. Mm. I mean, you know, like like a broken fucking leg, a broken ankle, and possibly a ruined knee. I mean, you start, you start. I mean, like medial is. is le- ben, are they talking Benji's? Was it a knee? 
he he was saying it's broken, but he's getting scans and stuff. So um, he's getting scans tomorrow as we record. Benji Tuesday needs to be yeah. more specific when he shrieks in pain. Is he so, talking about his leg or his knee or his ankle? He's in he's in a moon boot, and I think it's probably going to be. I reckon it's going to be ankle for him. Mm. That's what they're going to come back. I think, but we'll find out. Yeah, look, because you're not in a moon boot if you've got a knee injury. You're just on crutches, right? Well, yeah, I guess they put and that the, brace, the brace thing, that yeah. bracing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I, I hope that uh, you know shots fired from the NRL. Yeah. So what uh, they're going to do is they're going to review it at the end of the season to determine whether it should be outlawed next year. A bit late for some people, especially when you're talking about you know well, potentially Gordon still got happy, three you know. three games to fucking go. Like just yeah. on a murderous fucking he's just murdering people out there. Greg Eastwood yeah. and getting away with it until next season when it's all too late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you start tackling people and just, you know, reducing the opposition numbers of players mm. you know, in a game. It happens in the grand final. Say you fucking take the halfback out of the grand and final. look, Greg Eastwood is a, you know, he's a fairly fucking hard-hitting defender at the best of the time. I don't know you need that in your game. No. In his game. No, no. So, okay, here we go. Further it's not down. like he's Alfie Langer, you know, throwing the, the fucking hip toss, fucking yeah. cumble and throw sort of shit. Yep, yep. You know, to, to overcome his, his lack of height and size, he's, he's a decent-sized human being. Yep. Just sounds bad with the car ride. He said that um, he tackled me, my leg got twisted up, and the whole thing went numb from my hip down to my foot. It was like a car crash. I lost all the cartilage, broke the bone, tore every ligament. The morning after I did it, the entire leg was black. Fuck that. Yeah. And so we're looking at so so I think it's high ankle sprain for Benji at the moment. So there we go. Have you ever had the pleasure of a moon boot? Never. I've never broken anything. I've done a medial ligament, but that was even then that wasn't like even brace, but that was just mm. stay off it for fucking six months kind of thing, you know, whatever it was, you know, because I sort of didn't acknowledge that it happened for a while. I was just like, oh fuck, my knee sore. Mm. Oh, 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 give me some more Voltaren. <laughs> my knee sore. I'm going to suck a guy off. Any inflammatories? More any inflammatories? More any inflammatories? And I was like, fucking, this is actually really not. It's not improving, and it's really hard to walk. Maybe I should fucking go and get someone. Yes, I've developed a addiction to painkillers. Painkillers, and that's the story of how I found Endone. Mm, Endone. Um, the New Zealand Warriors have signed Cronulla Sharks and a Blake Ashford on a two-year deal. Outrageous! The twenty-seven-year-old has been on the outer at the Sharks this season, playing just four games after featuring in sixteen during the two thousand and fourteen season. Sixteen profitable, profitable first try scorer bet games. He joined Cronulla following five years with the West Tigers where he made 104 appearances and scored 33 tries. Warriors coach Andrew McFadden said Ashford had all the qualities the club was after as it continues to realign its NRL squad. Really? We're going through a thorough process of reshaping our NRL squad for next year and beyond. While we're always seeking to create depth and competition, we've also identified the need for more experienced and durable players with the level of professionalism we're after. Blake, I mean, I feel like with, with, um, with McFadden, I probably should... I, I can't recall, you know, how he speaks and things like that because I haven't seen too many of the Warriors press conferences. But I'm going to guess, like, the moves he makes, I'm going to guess it sounds like this. Blake will bring those qualities to the club. <laughs> <laughs> he's been on the NRL scene for several seasons now and he's demonstrated just what we need from our signings. <sighs> what is he... Does he realise the job of a coach? Look, I don't... I, I'm going to be blunt. He said here... We're undergoing a thorough process of reshaping our NRL squad for next year and beyond. You know what he's doing? Realigning its NRL squad. Removing Polynesians and replacing them with white people. 
He's racist organisation. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad Harrell's going to fucking Cisco or Genuine or you know some concert. He's on. I mean, he's on the outer, so he's drinking up before games. I mean, or at least going out. You know, he's drinking or not. You know, hard to say. But going out before games and things like that. Clearly, a wrecking ball like that can't hold down a first team position with the Warriors. I suspect, you know, given the way that you know, given his his figure and stuff. I'm going to put it out there that Connie's probably not the fucking hardest trainer in the world. He probably, look, I'll, I'll take it a little bit further. Perhaps say he's a bit lazy. But, as a coach, and as a person leading staff that are qualified in these various fucking tasks, it's your job to fucking get these guys good to go so that you can use them in your side. And if you had... Scaring guys off the rugby too... Like, if you had a choice between Blake Ashford and, and Conrad Harrell, I would take fucking off. I would take fucking Conrad Harrell, uh, first game after a long off season, every fucking day of the week over prime Blake Ashford. I would have someone like just to make it even somewhat of a challenging decision. Yeah, I'd send Connie off to McDonald's HQ. Yeah. And tell them to serve up the most delicious fucking menu that they could possibly deliver to, to one man. Everything they could possibly... Anything that... Stuff that's not even been dreamt of yet. Test it all out on him. Send him over there for fucking three months. Yeah. Crane that motherfucker back into a Boeing. Send him back to Auckland. Put him on the training paddock. And I'd still pick him. He'd be 800 kilos. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be able to walk. He'd be unstoppable. Imagine. He'd be unstoppable I'd too. still <laughs> pick him over Ashford. I, I think that this is... McDonald's restaurant's test subject for three months. Who else is involved in the retention and recruitment committee for the Warriors? Because whoever it is, they need to put a stop to this fucking guy. It's his team selections week to week, and now he's fucking keeping people like fucking right... He's bringing in Ashford. Don't get me wrong. I want to see. I'm going to delight. See. The first try scorer betting against a Warrior next year, the money's going to be flowing like wine. I want to see McFadden's uh, sports bet account. I want to see the results. I want to see how many times he's bet on John A. Wright and Blake Ashford. And the fact that Blake Ashford played a lot of New South Wales Cup. Yeah, like Warriors opposition, you know, 30-point yeah. start. How many times you bet that? Oh, I reckon. I reckon there's some some serious fucking tomfoolery going along here. I think he's going to play them in first grade. And then he's going to have bets. First try scorer bets, whoever these guys are marking up yeah. on. That's the plan. He's... He's he's going to be fucking Donald Trumping it. By the I, don't, end of next I just season. don't understand how, like with the the juniors and everything he's got available, he feels the need to a persist with right and, and b bring in someone the caliber, in quotes, of Blake Ashford. Fucking hell! Tall Hayden tweeted us and said, "I've heard of some fucked up drunken things happening on Mad Monday, but the Warriors signing Ashford's up there with the worst." That is the only Mad Monday incident I've heard about. Or oh, actually, no, another one just reminded me. I didn't it's have not even mad. It's it's ludicrous. It's insane. Oh, I, I didn't have this. I didn't have this in the notes for the show. But um, did you see the fucking? I I didn't see an original tweet or original news article for it. I saw it as a screenshot from someone like Niles or something, but saying that the West Tigers, like you know, they had their Mad Monday, and uh, JT was nowhere in sight. And apparently there were many raucous fucking 
rounds of, of songs derogatory to JT sung by the playing group. And really? He made money, yeah. I believe it. And how privy to the inner workings of the West Tigers are you in terms of like, oh, mate, who coached the uh, who coaches the Reggies got fucked off? Oh, not, Robbie wasn't not happy about that either. That. Yeah, but just do you put it on fucking social media? Really? Yeah. Jack Buchanan, mate, fringe first grader. Shut the fuck up. I, I, I could go back. I could go back and uh, on episodes of this show when Jack Buchanan was starting to emerge, and I can I guarantee I could get you fucking talking that come up. He's had some moments in first grade, but I reckon as, I, could get audio, as... I could get audio of you talking up great. I'm sure you you wouldn't have to try too hard there. I don't have the time. I wish I did because I would. I don't find it. <laughs> Quasi Grodo, gom, gom, gom. it'd be all there. <laughs> Someone go back and pull the pull the sound clips for me. <laughs> <laughs> no one's doing that. No one cares do enough. My, do my job. <laughs> uh, West Tigers boom twenties. The Glen sucked off. Dot com. <laughs> uh, where are we? Former Queensland Origin forward Carl Webb has been sentenced to 18 months probation for terrifying neighbours during a drunken rampage. Webb appeared 33 years of age. Can you believe that? He's only 33 years of age. Must have been washed up at 19. He has been out of the NRL for a while, hasn't he? A long fucking time, really? I mean, that time, that that year, was it a year with Parramatta? Was it longer? That doesn't count as the NRL. <laughs> What's Parramatta? He appeared in the Cairns Magistrates Court charged with threatening violence, willful damage, and three counts of entering a dwelling with intent. The magistrate, Anthony Gett, said Webb had been terrifying neighbours. Police alleged he threatened neighbours and jumped on the hood of a car in the Trinity Park suburb of Cairns where he lives. He was arrested shortly afterwards and spent some hours in the Cairns Watch House. The incident occurred in the early hours of Saturday morning in March. Blah, blah, blah. Represented Queensland, Australia. Etc. Etc. Oh, Silly bitch. I would have to say that not a word of it surprises me. I mean, he lives he, his life the way he played the game. Recklessly. <laughs> he's fucking gronk. Recklessly. Uh, what's, he, what's he doing with his time in Cairns? Was he? I want to know if he's still got the cue shaved into his head. Is he, is he flipping burgers? He's a labourer? Look, I'm going to say he's doing it's some con- kind of manual, manual labour job. I he's a concreter. Concreter, I'm going to go with Bricky. Bricky's labourer, though. I don't just, I don't know if he's going to have it together enough to the point where he can put the bricks there to make how's a structure. How's he going to go with a string line? The yeah. frustration of the man trying to get a string line to work. Yeah, he'd be. Built, I mean, I imagine like, a, like any any brick lane that he did would look like Homer when he was building when he built that barbecue. Remember that episode? Yeah. It ended up being like fucking abstract art, and he became like an artist. Because <laughs> it's just all concrete together and shit sticking out of it. That's a, uh, yeah. Sounds like a barbecue I'd make. Car, Car Webb Homes. <laughs> <laughs> you can live in it, but it looks like shit. <laughs> okay, for the good people of Twill Nation, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the chance to check out their wonderful service if you like it keep on rolling if not just go on your account and cancel it that's what I did oh hubba hubba don't show me those Instagram pictures of that person who may be a cheerleader um <laughs> I don't have a recommendation of an audiobook this week because quite frankly I lost my train of thought <laughs> perfectly honest thanks Glenn um but well oh, fuck 
fuck's sake. Seriously. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league and then just get on Instagram. And fucking <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the just please do it. Audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. And then treat your then treat your ears. Audibletrial.com slash this week in league. Then treat your eyes. Instagram.com slash Pandra Chili's in the house. Recaps. <laughs> Just taking a cold shower. <laughs> Recaps. <laughs> for the first week of finals for the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Kicked off on Friday night football. The uh, Melbourne Storm 20 defeated the Roosters 18. Crowd of 20,500. And uh, this one, we had tries to Corabetti, Man, Glasby. Three from three conversions and a penalty goal from Cameron Smith. The Roosters 18 came from tries to Takayaho, two dads, and red-acted bowling ball sexual molester. Maloney, two or three conversions and a penalty goal. Corabetti. Lacerated Achilles. That's pretty fucked up. How does that even happen? So a lacerated Achilles, what is the what is the fucking what's what's the, the upside on that? Like what how the long, recent one? No, but how like like it's not the same as if you tore your Achilles, though, right? Like, I mean, what's that? Yeah, it was different. Well, that's so you've like, cut. Th- someone's cut through it. Well, no, that would be that. That would be no. It would be. You'd just be. It, I thought it would just be. It'd be scratched or like not severed. Do you know what I mean? Or is it? Oh, well, I'm I'm picturing severed, like someone's gone out there like. So the, the same like, as a torn Achilles, essentially. In terms of like you know the the, the net result is like yeah. the same sort of thing. I don't know. Fuck! It just sounds terrible. It sounds, it sounds fucking, terrifying. Yeah. Storm in this game, I think I thought they were at their most clinical and their most wrestle Wrest- wrestle fucky. Their most wrestle wrestly cool. Fuck, they got away with it though. Like they they just- did, and that's that's what they do. They push the envelope. They fucking take they take the odds on the referees only going to blow so many penalties. Yeah. So if we do it one hundred percent of the time. They're not going to penalise us a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and also they just let's just set a baseline and see where we're at, and just keep. And, and all they have to do is just incrementally. If they keep winning, then the baseline's set. And the real problem with this approach is, if you let them do it, they're going to do it. But the thing is that the Roosters did let them do it, but it wasn't just so much as they let them let them just like passively let them do it. But they like you know had like the whole ego thing like. That's how it's going to be. All right, we're going to beat you with that shit. Mm. No, you can't. No one does. Do your own. Roosters, do you. You're three times the side at your best. You're three times the side the Storm are. Yeah. Especially Storm Sands Don't later. Get, they sucked you into like a fucking mm. dick measuring competition in the forwards. You fucking fell for it and you lost that because that's that's the, that's the Storm's... And that was the Storm's only hope of winning the game. Mm-hmm. And... I spent eight the minutes. Had to comply with though. They had they had to go along and say, "Yeah, okay, like an ego thing. We're going to fucking beat you with your own shit." And I still spent yeah. eighty minutes waiting for the Chooks to just run over the top of them yep. and, and just bring the game home. And in the end, they they didn't do it. I, was, I sat there at full time going, "The fuck did Storm win that game?" 
<laughs> just how did it happen? And even you know, I was out and about, and even the uh, the Triple M commentary they were like, it, they were almost surprised that the storm yeah. were, were quite you know being really effective in what they were doing, and the, and the roosters weren't coming out with the answers we expected them to. Um, I thought that you know Melbourne really turned back the clock, and and the Roosters were were probably, if we we're honest, a tick off their best, and and it still finished three tries apiece, and and Jennings dropped one that he'd normally eat up. I think that speaks volumes for for the Roosters. If all they have to do is put it together, yeah, like it's all there for them. They, I think they're, they're they're the best team left in the comp, yeah, um, at their best. Want, hands down the best team left in the comp so um, again they just you know I, they're, they're more experienced than that I, I would have thought to be to be drawn into to playing Melbourne's game against Melbourne but um, you know hopefully they learn from that it's a little bit of a wake up call for them and uh, you know they get a second chance as you know by way of them being so good all season so um yeah, it was a, it was a strange game. It seemed to just be over before we knew it, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" I just expected the Roosters to be yeah. three tries in front by now. Yeah. But credit to the Storm, they um, you know, they have their way of doing things. They go about their business and um, and almost dare the referee to penalise them out of the game and um, took advantage of their opportunities. And uh, in the end, a penalty goal was the difference. Cruzy zero six with Storm winning tonight. Could set up a Sydney-less prelim finals. Uh, I think Queenslanders are more worried Do, about that sort of d- thing. Who, I don't d- fucking does care. Does it matter? I, like, I don't care. It's the National Rugby League. The teams are going to be from where they're going to be from, and he's a fuck. Um, Shana and Elvis, thoroughly enjoyable as a neutral. Hash Rugby League, hash greatest game. Our home is a short stack band. Safe to say your guys' boners for East are now flaccid, yeah? Wow. Poking tongue out face, ha-ha. Did I have a boner for these? I, I, think, we, I think we probably talked to them. I said they were going to smash the Storm and, you know, they're the best team. Pretty much what we do, just, you said anyway, yeah. like they're still the best team in the comp yeah. that are left. Um, and I don't think they were terrible per se. They just got sucked into a style of game that they shouldn't have entered into. Mm. They they had the choice whether they were, you know, going to play around that or they I've, were going to enter into I mean, it. If I had a boner for these, I've probably still got it. It's yeah. probably been cold spooned a little bit. But... <laughs> It's still there. I mean, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a vibrant young man, Nathan. It, it, it can come back. You find your CLs last you 36 hours, so you're still good to go. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Viagra, man. I go for the original and the best. I, <laughs> I've no idea. You tell me. Just not because I have to. It's just because I can. <laughs> Got a lot of disposable income? Yeah. <laughs> Why not battle with an iron bar? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Where are we? Um, Voodoo Rock. This game is just a fast-paced Spoonapalooza. Well, that's fairly derogatory. And uh, the Scarecrow 23. Is it possible to have a Vuvuzela in the finals? Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that horrible a quality game. I mean, there was there were some errors, but... It was... Uh, I think it was a bit boring at times, as, as these sorts of games that the Storm can produce, you know. They, they can be. Um, 
Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 11 defeat the St. George Illawarra Dragons 10 ANZ Stadium crowd just shy of 34,000 people Saturday afternoon early evening should I say Doggies 11 came tries to Brett Miles and Sean Lane uh, field goals the critical one to Reynolds uh, conversion to Mumbai and uh, should have been two that fucking idiot but we'll get into that uh, Dragons 10 came try to Nabuli a conversion from Widdop and two penalty goals for Gareth Widdop Made jokes about the Red V being so, so brave on, on social media, but you've got to give them credit. A lot of people thought they were just going to get chewed up and, and spat out of the final series, and they gave a really good account of themselves um, in a game that you, you thought they really should have been outclassed in. Um, it was a it was a scrappy but compelling contest, I thought. A um, lot, a lot of errors. Yeah, although it was terrible until the 70th minute... When you go, oh fuck! Actually, the dragons like when the dragons got into it, yeah, and it was start and actually the, became the fact not that when they got the lead, but when they when it became a game, yeah. I, I just thought the dragons were, were in it the whole way. Uh, you know, it was such a tight contest. You never really felt like the dogs had ultimate control and and were just you know cruising um, towards the finish line. I, I thought that uh, you know St George asked enough questions of them throughout the match. To indicate that they were definitely in there or thereabouts for the for the duration, but uh, some really clutch moments I thought from Nabuli to score that try, right, and then the conversion know, from sideline from Widdop, uh, and, and then yeah. ultimately Reynolds for the dogs, you know, clutch moment. Um, you know, it was there he stood and he delivered. Uh, I just think the dogs will need to get back to the level they displayed against the Roosters a few weeks ago. Albeit they lost that game, but. Um, to progress any further, that effort's nowhere near good enough. No, not at all. And, and like, boy, to be so fucking cavalier when converting that fucking try by Lane that got them in front, um, mm. like like ten eight, I think it was. Convert- just a young guy. I, yeah. I just think you know. You look at the way Widdop handled his attempts. Yeah, it's very clinical, very you know process orientated yeah. I mean it wasn't a difficult kick it was only what 10-15 to the right of the upright up right, something like that it wasn't crazy it wasn't touchline or anything he just seemed really casual like they thought the game was won mm. at that point and yeah the penalty shouldn't have been given to, to allow the Dragons to square it up to take an extra time it was because you know it sort of came off came off a, a Dogs player, a Dragons player, mm. then went off a Dogs player, and then you know whatever. They said they oh, sorry off a Dogs and into a Dragons, and then so should that dogs. have been accidental offside or he wasn't offside? No, because the Dragons player, the Dragons player batting it, took okay, that, took the yeah took the offside out off the table. So um, it would have been a, a you know a scrum feed probably because it was a knock on there from the from the the Doggies player there's knock towards you know the other try line so. Yeah. I thought the game was was definitely worthwhile. Um, but it made it very exciting for the for the finish for sure. Yeah, very made it very exciting. And um, the thing about Golden Point though, it's got a lot of detractors. And I mean, I like it because it's exciting. But I fucking hate I hate field goalathons. Mm. But I also hate the way that the rules just go out the window and it's a fucking lottery. Like, can you like? Like when you see the dogs field goal at the end, I mean there were people going, well, you know, Clemmer or whoever was it, Marco in that last play the ball, he's fucking grabbed the yeah, Dragons players and dragged them away so they couldn't get past. But then the fact is the markers were never square at any stage, and there was probably yeah. eight people offside sprinting for the fucking dude, you know, like Reynolds going for the field goal. 
Oh, is, Tigers lost a game, you know, not a fucking week ago. Let, let me tell you, Farrah was nowhere near as 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 off square as um mm. as whoever the marker was. I think it was um uh fucking Lisa Nowmo. And it's it's like we say, just uh just consistency. Yeah. Like it, you know, a and I get it. I, ruling... I, I get it that like a penalty for a marker thing in field goal range, which means they're probably doing it about, you know, 15, 20 metres out at the most and close to the posts. I get it. You're given that that's the end of the game when that happens, but, you know, that sort of shit cost Manly an extra week last year. I mean, rules is rules, you know? the, At the end of the day, know? rules are rules, and yep. um, they're there to be enforced and abided by. And, you know, consistent rulings from referees, if it's a penalty and it's there, give it. Don't not give it because it's the you know it's going to decide the game. But also, yeah. don't give it if it's not there. Don't don't yeah. facilitate it. Don't manufacture a penalty exactly because you, you're over trigger happy. There's a happy medium. There's I think that you know enforce the rules as they're there. And if it's a fucking penalty, stand by your your convictions and and give it exactly. Bernard JKD, uh, Gus Joey validating Cassiano's and Pritchard's flop on Widdop pre the Sharks game is a disgusting bit of Channel 9 gangsterism. And they were downplaying the shit out of that too. But, um, you know, Pritchard, has, he, he's, he's going to get off with it. Mm. Um, that Cassiano, like, it was accidental, but fuck me, it was terrible. Mm. Like, and it's, you know, there's a rule looks, there, you know, reckless or dangerous or whatever. Toro copped the week for a similar thing, you know, just yeah. if the guy's surrendered in the tackle and he's sort of, or if he's, you know, dived on a loose ball or something and you come up there and flop on and put him down. When all if you, you land the wrong is, way and just like jam yeah. their head, I mean, that's it's not something you can plan to, to do or but not do. that doesn't make it not a penalty. No, no. And I honestly think, you know, the way with his head like flew out the back, I thought it was just, it looked Pritchard, ugly as hell. Pritchard's, I feel, there was... Zero intent there. I thought it was accidental. How's I that thought, guy going to stop himself? Yeah, really, a guy strange. that size. I mean, yeah. and and to be honest, I actually think he actually did try to avoid it. The fact that yeah. the contact, you know, it was more his shins rather than his knees. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he actually, I think that was by way of his, you know, trying to fucking pull yeah. out in some way, shape, or form. So um, I, I don't have an issue with Pritchard getting off. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Um, the base chapo. Tonight's performance was some heroic stuff from the Bulldogs. It reminds me of when Lesnar broke the Undertaker's streak. Ash dead V. Devonhead, gutted doesn't even begin to cut it, but cannot fault the effort and commitment tonight, Hash so brave. If he's gutted, does that mean he's pork belly on the offing? <laughs> Cody Girdlestone, if we have to go down, that's one hell of a way, Hash. Wit at Marshall Magic, Hash walking wounded, Hash so so brave. GT351 underscore Johns. We dished up inept rubbish display. Thankfully, we can defend. Nowhere near good enough for this time of the season. Disappointing. And uh, Sam the Warden. James Graham's dream of losing yet another grand final is still alive. <laughs> Love it. It's funny when you see the like the, the aftermath of a game like that, like a team like the Dragons, the different perspectives and stuff that teams, that, that supporters have. Like, the Dragons get, will get bundled out the first week and they're like... Oh yeah, fuck everyone. They said we were going to be last, and fucking, mm. we're amazing. We scraped in the finals, and you know, got smash it. Manly fans, however, you're like, this is an absolute fucking abject failure, and not, you know, not, not nearly fucking good enough. And it would have been like that if they had gotten to that game and lost it like that too. Um, you know, set your expectations accordingly. Is what I'm trying to say, fans. 
Brisbane Broncos 16 defeat the North Queensland Cowboys 12. Suncorp crowd of 50,388. Good crowd. Not a ground record. Um, not, not a sellout. It was a couple of... It was around 53, 55, 54. 52,500. Yeah. It's more than that, isn't it? Like, in, they had Origins. Really? Uh, 52,500. Because they put extra seats and stuff in there too, don't they? When? No. They were talking about having standing only. Yeah, well. I don't know how that affects it, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure that the seating capacity is 52,500, and I think the Origins... You know, I remember one year it was 52,498, and I might have joked it. Braith and Astor's parents wouldn't come to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos 16 came and tries to Ben Hunt, Anthony Milford, Corey Parker, three from three conversions and a penalty goal. The Cowboys 12 tries to JT and Winterstein, and uh, JT one of two conversions and a penalty goal. I think the effort on top of the occasion had JT on the brink of exhaustion, um, and I think it showed at the end of the game. I don't think he had just quite enough in the tank to execute the kicks at the end of the game. Um, his last couple of efforts with the boot were, um, in general play, weren't of his usual standard, let's say that. Yep. Um, his last kick was a fucking dud. Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, over the years he's, he's shown, um, you know, on every level of the game that he can he can pull out a play at the end of the game to, to get him home and it wasn't to be. Um, ultimately, I, I thought the Broncos really controlled the tempo of the game and it suited their forward pack. Um just the pace of the game it was so fucking fast and the seats that we had I mean they weren't great they were right behind the post and, and up towards the very back of the stadium yeah, I don't mind behind the post though because you see the way things lay well, out that was that's my point we weren't in the, the absolute top tier but we were in the oh actually behind the post I think we were probably as high as you could go I guess sounds like where we were to watch the um, Tigers and Broncos game yeah and it, but we were in the front um, row of that section it, it just really gives you a nice perspective on in the, the speed that you can see the passes, how they open things up, yep. and, and if someone makes a misread, you can really see it. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you, you, if you're sitting on the side, it's it's when you the guy's see, streaking yeah, no, away yeah. and it's oh fuck, what's happened there? It's um it it's a nice vantage point uh, for a lot of reasons, and you could really just see the the pace of the game and and the way that. Brisbane were really working the ruck and, and yeah. getting the agile forwards. Um, you know, they really played to their strengths, and, and I thought that North Queensland did well um, to hold them through the ruck as, as, as often as they did because um, you saw Ben Hunt, you know, get just used through good, good footwork, but results like that, like his try, were really um, brought about by the pace of the game and, and the agile forwards getting through there and just effort upon effort, in the end, you get a halfback stepping past a, uh, a tied forward and, and going over under the sticks. Another f- factor for the Broncos, I thought, um, you could, again, from, from our seats, you could really see Milford just meandering around the, the ruck area pretty well the whole game. Uh, yeah. Boyd was there as well. Boyd was more barking instructions and, and directing things around, um, taking a real leadership role. But every time, you know, McCulloch or, or, or Nicarima, as it turned out, um, or even, you know, one off the ruck, the forwards looked like they were going to get, you know, on an outside shoulder or... Milford was there and he was... he was yep. you could re- He was really like a cat on a hot tin roof. He was ready to go. And he did that the whole fucking game. 
Yeah. And sure enough, as soon as Nikarima got a you know into a half an ounce of space, boom, he was there. Yep. And really, fucking quality game plan. Yep. Because they they planned for it. He was there the whole time, ready for the split second that it occurred. And when it did, they took advantage and um and and laid on the play that they needed to 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 get the result. Just on on the Cowboys, I, I think that they. They didn't control possession as as they normally would like. Um, I think their kicking game probably wasn't on song um, for large periods of the game, and, and Boyd really did well at the back um, to get Brisbane into field position uh, early on in their sets. But they did well to still be in the game for 80 minutes, and, and Brisbane never really put the Cowboys away. Um, there was still... You could feel the tension in the crowd, even as the clock was winding down for full time, that the Cowboys might just have yep. that one play left in them. So um, the Cowboys are far from disgraced. I, I just think that they were probably a little bit of a step off and the Broncos, you know, put in a really quality performance. Cruzy 6 gutsy win and great no-nonsense footy from both teams. Excellent battle and congrats to the NRL for the good ticket prices. Great for the fans. Yeah, I thought... What were the ticket prices? Um, I got a... Ticket for me and a ticket for Jackson. I think it was twenty five bucks. That's that's like that's like for two tickets. For, like. Yeah, that's but that's why I paid to watch the Tigers game. Mm. Well, that's fucking good. Mister yeah. um, Underscore Wars, great game. Didn't overplay our hand and ground it out. I could have happily lost that and not have been upset by the effort. Uh, so underscore pwned. Is Glenn saying we had a good win? No. Erebus Chaos. Cowboys wearing white armbands for domestic violence is a bit fucking rich. Take a stance and sack Louis. Then you can wear white. Sure. I agree. Um, it was an exciting game because of the closeness of the game too. But it's fun, like, and it was undeniably super fast. Mm. But I was, still, I wouldn't. It's hard to say. I don't know how to, how to put it into words. But it's kind of like it was so fast, but it wasn't like spectacular either. Though it was like it's fast, 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 and it was a close game, so it was exciting. Yeah, but it, well, I wouldn't say it was. Like there wasn't good, real scintillating you know I mean? attack like, or, yeah. or heaps of you know real technical plays or and it's, and it's just I guess something it's just something to keep uh, keep uh, you know mind on for next year because you know all the way you know reducing interchanges and so on the the goal is to make the game faster but obviously you know faster doesn't automatically equal you know better you know like better yeah. you know better quality football or whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, you do get those little tries at the end, though. That's what they want. They want that Nicarima to yeah. Milford thing. That's what they're looking for. I um, I thought the the longer the game went on and the and the faster the game was, the more it played into the Cowboys' hands. But it was it was the Broncos that come up with the plays. Yeah, it's the Broncos. That's why they're doing it. That's why that's they're mm-hmm. playing. They're ready to go. Uh, and finally, fuck with it. These short rounds. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 28, defeated South Sydney Rabbitohs, 12, Allianz Stadium, just under 30,000, or just under 27,500, I should say. Sharkies, 28, tries to Bird, Graham, Tupo, Tagatizi, Gordon, 4 of 4 conversions, and 2 of 2 penalty goals. The, the clutch kickers really showed their wares too this weekend. Rabbitohs, 12, tries to Dylan Walker and Chris Grebsmule, Reynolds, 2 of 2 conversions. I thought English was underdone for the Rabbitohs and, and not the factor that they needed him to be to, in order to win the game. Um, and that was a telling factor. Who would have thought that the Sharks would have fucking nothing in attack? Because uh, you think the way the game went and, the you know, the, the commanding lead that the... the sorry, the, the Rabbits, I mean. Mm. The, the, the commanding lead the Rabbits had... The, sorry, the Sharks had at half-time. South Sydney started off that first 10 minutes 
they were all over them and like you know numerous the you know forcing dropouts and you know the last tackle kicks you know the the sharky's just getting out of the in goal area and stuff they had plenty of field position to get off to a really great start and their attack has just gone to naught and i'm not sure i can't really put my finger on it as to why um and i think maybe inglis is you know some I mean, he's been out. He's been, you know, yeah. he's had his knocks. That's, that's part of it. But I mean, season. Inglis isn't like a guy that's going to get his hands on every single fucking tackle either, you know? No, but there's also those times where they, they do put a bit of a play on. He's lurking out the back and that opens up yeah. For, yeah. for other players. If he's not as big a factor in the game, then that takes that element out of the equation. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. I just think they're, they're down on confidence. Um, I think they might be a little bit burnt out. Um, I think we spoke so. about, you know, the intensity of Maguire's coaching and, um, you know, some rumours that, that he was going to be shipped out. And I, I think that, you know, they expelled a lot of emotion and a lot of energy last season. And, you know, they they flew through the pre-season and, and rode that wave all the way. But I, I think ultimately they couldn't... Un- they, couldn't overcome the the preseason stuff with Sutton and, and Luke Burgess. Yeah. Um, the injuries, a dip in form, and the, and then on top of all that, the fact that every team turns up to play the premiers every fucking week, and yeah. that that's taxing yeah. on a team that you know, with all due respect to South, they built up nicely over a, a fair few seasons to that premiership last year, but just the you know the emotion of it all. It was their first one in you know a million years, and Sam Burgess left, yep. and I think we saw the the real impact of of Sam Burgess leaving, you know, at the very very end of the season, and even in this game. Yeah, yeah. You know, when they needed someone to come up with a big play, defensively or otherwise, um, he did it almost every time. Yeah, and, and who's that guy? They just who's, don't who's, have who's, that guy. Who stands up now? No. Glenn Stewart is an able replacement. Um, he was he was but, he was mud, but he he plays a he he plays a role, and when he's given a role, and and everyone in the team plays their role, and he does his he, he's fan, he's a fantastic guy to have in, in any yeah. club. It's it's like he was at Manly, you know. He had his role, and and they played to his strengths, and he was a fantastic contributor to that side. He's not a guy that's going to go. You know what? I'm going to fucking drag these cunts with me. Yeah, he's not he's not just not that guy. Well, you know, 2011 Grand Final. It's kind of that guy. You reckon? Single-handedly carried the team on his back. He single-handedly got the team positioned for victory, yeah. You were at that game, motherfucker. Yeah. How soon we forget. No, I, I rate the guy. <laughs> I think he's a fantastic player. I just don't think that he can deliver that type of influence on a game for his team. But it's but the but the, the, the kind of influence that he does deliver when he does do that. It's not it's not like I'm the I'm the biggest baddest forward. I'm going to cart fucking four cunts twenty meters mm. and and get a fast play of the ball and inspire my team by you know jumping headlong into the trenches and fucking these guys up or putting on a big hit. He's like, like it's a skillful play. Like he's a second five eighth at his sure. best. You know, like he's not like you know he's he, yes he's he's like a wide running forward, but he's not the wide running forward that busts through smaller guys on the fringe. He's the guy that puts on the fucking pass, like you yeah. know, to to you know, unleash someone else. Ultimately, I think the Rabbitohs mounted a, a you know a respectable um, season as far as their premiership defence. They would be pretty disappointed to go out in week one of the finals, um, but you know they're 
as the season wore on, it was fairly obvious they weren't the same side they were last year. Yep. And um, just for the Sharkies, Wade Graham, you know, in a side that contains, you know, some fairly big names and some big profiles, he's the single biggest factor and, and most important factor to the Sharks' premiership credentials. And we can argue whether they actually have any. I actually think that they have the game, you know, to, to trouble... Um, fuck, who, who have they got this week? Cowboys. That's right. Well, they broke the Cowboys' streak up there. Yeah. Um, I think they've got the forwards to handle... Uh, or they've got the defence to handle the Cowboys' attack. Um, you know, the longer they go on, I just think, you know, their forward pack and their defence, they're going to ask enough questions um, whether they're good enough attacking wise to, to get the job done they definitely put on enough points in this game um, mm-hmm. and you know some things go their way but Wade Graham is really central to a lot of what they're doing he's a real leader um, and I think moving on from Penrith where he was highly touted and you know there was a fair bit of hype around him that he didn't quite live up to at the yeah. time I think moving on from Penrith has been the best thing for his career it's been the best thing for a couple of them yeah um, I'll just lastly can't shake the feeling that Ben Barber's going to have a redemption moment before these finals are over, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, don't worry about yourself. Don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. You reckon? No. Oh, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I reckon he's he's got one of those games that he was running on for at the Dogs. I think he's got one coming. Well, what? One more chance he's going to happen next this weekend, is it? Is every chance? <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I'm not even trying. I still don't rate Sharks. I mean, they they come they come up against the Rabbitohs side that had so little petrol. They may as well have been a fucking billy cart. Like, <laughs> so, this comes rolled. I mean, the Rabbits rolled to a dead stop three weeks ago, mm. and now you know that was the ghost of fucking you know ghost of a side, and yeah, played accordingly. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I think the Sharks better for them to be matching up against the Cowboys than one of the other teams mm. at this stage. But I still think the Cowboys have got all the inspiration they need. You know, they need to get one back on on the Sharks this year. And uh, wouldn't it be amazing though if it was like a seven tackle thing <laughs> like, to get over to get over them? <laughs> I shudder the thought. Grace Nixon. That was not the ideal way to finish our undefeated asterisk season. Go <laughs> Rabbitohs. Uh, Sibber, the road to forty-one years without a premiership starts with one. Ash LOL at Souths. <laughs> Must have been 85. Inglis wasn't at his best today. Too worried about his son Gregory underneath the stairs playing with his blank CDs. Ash Greg the Hidden. Uh, special K online. I'm not used to Sharks winning so many games. I'm out of one-liners. I dare say he's fucking running dry too. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. So the Dank-inspired Shire Gronks beat the Crow-inspired Gronks. Who gives a flying fuck? Go Cowboys next week. <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis, no ref's fault. Souths are simple, not good enough in the last month. Lost to the better team. Good luck, Sharkies. Such a the magician's so great. He's so gracious. He is. He really. I mean, well, he wasn't so much last year, but he's he's become so gracious. It's the Valium. Luke Shark seventy four. Don't worry, Souths fans. I put this week's bag of dicks through the blender for you. Hash up up Cronulla. Hash toothless. <laughs> and that's the end of that. Previews for week two of the finals. 
kickoff Friday night football. Sydney Roosters take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. I think this is going to be an all-time game. Probably worthy of a of a grand final. Geez, you should work for Channel 9. You reckon? I think I'd go all right. I'd get kicked <laughs> off because I'd forget to not swear. You're on the ABCs, always closing, always be closing. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking sell that shit. Channel 9 paying you money? No, they should be. I'd, I'd accept, their, <laughs> accept their checks, that's for sure. If the Roosters of last week turn up versus the Canterbury-Makestown Bulldogs of last week, then the Roosters are going to fucking flog the shit out of them. Yes, because I agree with The that. Roosters weren't bad last week. They just got involved in a war of attrition that is not their style. Mm. I have a and feeling... And the, the Bulldogs don't have the ability to drag them into that type of game. Oh, not not to the, not as much as the Storm do. That's the, and probably even, I think, the Sharks are probably the next best at dragging a team down to that level. Um yeah, so no, I would agree with that. Uh, look, I, like backs, I think they've just got it all over the dogs. I think that if the Roosters put it together, if they take stock of what happened last week, and um, you know, just make, very few corrections, I think need to be made. And uh, yeah, I think they'll uh, send the doggies flying. Yeah, I think the Roosters will, will definitely be um, stinging from last week's performance, and um, I think they'll. Uh They'll make a bit of a statement against the dogs. The dogs will definitely. Uh, the first twenty minutes is really going to be brutal, and I, I think the dogs will uh, will certainly hold their own, own if not, uh, you know, have a slight ascendancy. But it's when that game starts to open up a little bit, um, and there's a little bit more space out there. I think, um, you know, two of us are Sheck and. Can I can I just submit one wild card? Yes. Mitchell Pierce. <laughs> Named. Hastings named in 14. They got Matangi in 18, so they're obviously going running with an extended bench. Pierce is probably not 100%, and it's one of these things where they're going to wait until later in the week. I think just fucking just make the call and just put put Hastings in there. And, I mean, if surely they're not fucking... I mean, Mitchell Pierce is probably like an inspirational figure, and he's probably a great guy around the club. You've got to play your best players when they're fit, etc., etc. I understand all that, but... Surely, the combination of Hastings with Maloney over the last couple of weeks it gives you them the enough confidence cut. to give yeah. Pierce a week off. Another if he week needs off. another week to the point where you're throwing an 18th man on there, yeah, then you're certainly I, not confident. I understand there's no tomorrows, but I mean, if he goes out in the game because he's not he's underdone and he gets injured ten minutes into the game, you're still going to be doing the same thing you were going to do with Hastings there in the seven for the whole the whole match, and you're just down. What did he do? A knee or a hamstring or something? Yeah, a knee. Something. What the fuck if he gets tackled by Greg Eastwood? Oh, it's broken. <laughs> it's fucking broken. It's disintegrated. It's yeah. a fine powder inside my body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So look, I'm I'm gonna keep the boner for the Roosters at this stage. Yeah, I still have a um, let's call it a short stack for the Roosters. <laughs> North Queensland Cowboys take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at 1300 Teeth up in Townsville. Saturday night is the time. Look, the winning streak that the Cowboys are on, they're at home. The window is fucking going to be slammed shut if they can't get the shit done yeah. this season. Um, I think that's a massive inspiration for them. I think... I, I don't think for one second that that's lost on Jonathan Thurston. And I definitely think the Sharks have got the game to beat them. They've done it. Yeah, they've definitely done it. But now it um, actually means something. There's there's no pressure on the Sharks. Zero pressure. 
Oh, I don't know. Ask a Sharkies fan. Oh, they're preparing fucking, you know, goodie bags of dicks <laughs> <laughs> to hand out at the party that will be their progression to next week. But I um, I'm, I find it hard to go past the Cowboys, to be quite honest with you. Um, again, all the inspiration in the world, they're at home, which will take some of the pressure off. Morgan better, you know, better for the run. Yeah, he was, he was probably not 100, and you yeah. could tell with some of his... It just looked a little bit out of sync, yep. I thought. Um, he would be definitely better after last week's performance, pick himself up and, and, and you know, click in again, click into gear. I'm going to have to tip the Cowboys, but I, I certainly feel like the Sharks have the game to, to really take it to them and, and potentially cause an upset. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with the Cowboys easily. And also, the thing is with the Sharks, I mean, their, their defence is okay, but they've got a lot of young inexperienced people now now shit's getting serious and you're saying that there's no pressure on the sharks there's pressure on these kids big time i mean you you have guys like you know ennis and hino and you know they've been there before that's great and that'll steady the ship to an extent but you get these guys like you know valentine holmes jack bird um ricky latelli fecky these are guys that were, you know, they were almost bad. They were, they were, you know, some of them, was, you know, seen the bad, the worst that Cronulla can do. You know, they've seen the worst they can do. And I think that they don't have the defence, if it's close, to shut down that fucking mm. nothing left in the tank Thurston where he just absolutely throws everything and goes like fucking super scion on, you know, on, on, on the opposition to do anything possible to win the game. I think in a very I think if, if it's close and, like and that, Fecky definitely have yeah that, an, a defensive misread in them to, but, to open something up yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. If it's close, oh, that's the thing that I think tips it in, in favour of the Cowboys. I'd take Beal and and Holmes. I'd take their decision making under duress to um, you know to to shut something down enough to to hold someone out. Um, I'm just I'm not sure about Latecki Latelli and Fecky imagine it's like there's a bomb at the end of the game it's a close game and you have two points in it Cowboys pushing hard Thurston puts up the bomb Jeff Robson Jack Bird find their way around they're they're almost they're almost there Jack Bird calls for it (laughs) Jeff Robson calls for it Jared Beale flying through to take it (laughs) knee to the face of Jeff Robson (laughs) killed another one (laughs) What did the kneecap say to the face? <laughs> um, and then that'll then be two future immortals taking off the motherfucking set. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Cowboys, and I don't think I don't think it will be close enough to, to have just that be, panic uh, stations at the end of the game that I was, uh, you know, the scenario I was just laying out there. Special shout out, Eagles, Tigers, Holden Cup. Oh, I fucking forgot all about it. It's Friday night, so that's a, a curtain raiser to the um, to the, the doggies game, doggies and roosters game. Tigers 20s have had an up and down season, but they've uh, struck some form at the right time. Um, Jesus, fucking Tommy Trebojevic. Yeah, man, the Manly 20s have had an up and down season, coinciding whether with whether whether Tommy Turbo was up Played first, first grade, grade or down in the 20s. Um, he scored a try straight away, like first four minutes last week, and scored another one. When they, when they give it to him and Steamroller, mm. they're all good. They had a lot of players out last Who's week. Steamroller? Uh, Andrew uh, Dimitriou. He's a prop forward. Addison Dimitriou, sorry. They had a... They, uh, Andrew, fucking idiot. Was he retired a, from yeah. the AFL and he's playing and 20s? Playing rugby league, yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, 
who of course was a was was a prop who was okay and then for some reason they switched into center one day to see see what was up maybe there was a need I'm not, I can't even remember the story but since then revelation fucking line breaks fucking hundreds of meters going tries coming out the ass brilliant barely fucking got a touch last week in last week's game didn't use him nearly enough especially when they're playing against a Penrith side that had their number all season and is full of fucking you know like the Penrith 20 side has got the same sort of situation going on in the Ipswich region fucking under 8 sides you get the team that's full of Polynesians that are like got fucking the shaving at the age of 8 up against little, like little kids that are just like little kids <laughs> and um, the same sort of thing in that 20s so look um. I hear that some of the Manly kids are back this week, especially the ones that they missed badly um, last week. So hopefully they're back and, you know, Tommy Turbo will do, do his, you know, 480 metres, four tries thing that he likes to do in the 20s. And uh, Clearly too good for that level. Um, yeah, yeah. A bit too like good. Matt Parcell in the Q Cup. <sighs> Let me tell you, I fucking warm the cockles of my heart to fucking see that boy carving up. I mean, we, we, knew, we knew anyway that he was good. But he's he's put himself on the map to you know so that the couldn't so that, have it all nicer kid so that manly fans can you know go oh look at this kid we got coming next year. Actually, I had to have my my DCE update the other day and um, had his shoulder reconstruction. He's saying aiming for round four, so, so not the start of the season. Six months. Wow, that's like six months exactly kind of thing. But you know, I would suggest that you know if there were. You know, with rehab and everything like that, I think you could probably make that four weeks up. You know, it's, it's very early to say. I mean, when you're talking about six months, it's a long time to talk about in advance. Um, according to, to Cherry's, Jamie Lyon's probably going to be the uh, six, and he was like, he was like, you know, no problem before and going at all. Like we got so much, we got so many players that could play. Yeah, and he then did mention. I think the second player he mentioned was was Tommy Turbo in six. Wow. Killer first, Tommy Turbo, and then he mentioned, you know, like uh, Uppy and um, and Parcel. Parcel, for his part, he, he wants to play nine, but he'll play in the halves if he has to. Um, he's certainly, sm- you know, small enough and quick enough to, you know, to play in the halves. So, and he's got skills, as he proved. Fucking good hands. Like, some of those tries, ricochets off post and shit. Beautiful. And he's a fucking... I mean, he'd be, be one of the fittest, if not the fittest bloke in the club. He's already yeah. the fittest bloke in the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Um, broke their fitness record twice in the yeah. first fucking day, day. of training yeah. preseason. Um, the, the guy you probably you'd be hoping to to overtake is the guy who's probably you know at least was the fittest. You know, age is probably catching him now. Ballin, but yeah. but Ballin would have been the fitness machine there. Um, consummate professional, fucking eats clean one hundred percent of the time. Doesn't drink. Um, he's he's a guy you know as far as a hooker goes, fucking. You know, one of the corners, cornerstones of that club. Yep. Excellent. I look forward to it. Oh, and also I'm told, that, you know, as far as Brett Stewart's concerned, it's fucking everything's sweet now. Everything was sweet the second Watmo left. Right. <laughs> Watmo was described to me as that, type, that, as that guy who, like, if someone does something he doesn't like at training, he's fucking up in their face wanting to fight him. And But then afterwards, he's the guy that pulls you around behind the shed. He's like, oh, sorry, mate. Like, just, you know, mm. off the side. But like in front of everyone else, you'll try and fight people on the training paddock, you know, if they do something that, you know, doesn't go his way. So, um, yeah. You can only take so much of that shit. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, apparently, um, yeah, everything was good the day that that fucker left. So that's nice to see as well.
is full time for episode 206. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Uh, hit the like button, share shit around as you always do. Help us spread the word. iTunes, one review this week just snuck in before we recorded from um, Ma underscore Aaron. Greg the Hidden Five Stars, one of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard. If you love your rugby league, you'll love these guys. Wow. Thank you, sir. High That's praise beautiful. indeed. Uh, you know, we're not for everyone. We're definitely not for Our everyone. Our brand is not for everyone. We don't try and be for everyone. No, that's right. But um, the people who do enjoy the show... Enjoy it immensely. You you, 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 are, you guys are not cockheads and we love you all very, well, very much. some of you are. Glenn. Tipping. Fucking Nigel B. Still out by three. It's getting to the stage where you can always call it, I think. 131. Second place, David Kingston, 128. Matthew Bell, he's gone the gamble, dropped another spot, so he's 125. Almost put a line through him, and then we go down. Good night, CJ, Ben Diggity, Chris Blackwell, Mario Siegs, Mr. B, Doug, and Bush Lemon. So at this stage, I'm almost going to downgrade it to two horse race because, well, yeah, Matthew Bell, he can't really come back and get the first, the lead. He, he can, you know, he can charge for second, but unless there's gigantic upsets in terms of like every game from now to the end of the season, including the grand final, is a gigantic upset. It's the only real way that he can sort of even get in the second. So it's two-horse race, Nigel B, David Kingston. Nigel B would have to do very, very poorly to let it go at this point, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Of course, fantasy and pick the ladder comp there. Done, done, done. And uh, the shop. But don't forget, Broncos fans, get that shirt. Respecttheshooter.com. Get in there. Get that shirt. Uh, need a couple. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to start it off with five more. That is, that's close enough. Um... But yeah, you need to get in there. Can't do, can't do much better than that. Just get on board. You, abs- you absolutely can't, and it's going up. And but you know, there there are extra, always extras produced, and you know the price goes up five bucks when the pre-orders finish too. So I mean, if you're thinking again, if you're on the fence, it's five bucks cheaper for you to do it beforehand. So get it done. And um, what else? The print. Get onto that. You've got until like tomorrow, like today, as you're listening to the show, Wednesday late. That's the end. That's the end of the print, and uh, we're going to get those off so people can get them. And uh, please do me the favour of um, going to uh, popbot.com.au, signing up there to uh, the email list, so I can keep you updated on what's happening there. If you're into the pop vinyl stuff, um, and yeah, follow the uh, Hello Popbot on Facebook and Twitter. Um, need to show my fuckers that. Um, one of the criteria that was so there was such a pain was the you know brand recognition. It's like you know it's like a chicken and egg thing. Give me your give me your wholesale stuff so I can set pricing and actually start things off and get the brand recognition. But, you know, so anyway, get on there and uh, yeah, if you could do me the favour of um, following those if you're into the pop vinyl thing. And yeah, there's going to be some good stuff too. I've got a couple of exclusives sitting on my desk that I'm prepared to uh, give away as prizes as well for you know people who get on board with the pilot program got a uh a blue crystal meth heisenberg and a gold bender san diego comic-con exclusives cruzy just picked himself up a heisenberg off ebay for about three times what i paid for that <laughs> so they're already after you know, only only you know a month and a half after they were on sale they've uh appreciating significantly already so get around that thank you and uh i think that's about it see you next week Good luck to the teams in the finals. Good luck to the fans of those teams. And, uh, yeah. 
Go Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs>